I'm gonna make a line if anyone's interested. I'm currently learning how to work with porcelain, and I'll be making Pac-Man toilets. And it's Pac-Man with his drawer hinged, and you can take a poop right in his mouth. <laughs> okay. He's gonna first start with mugs, and then he's gonna move up to toilets. You can still poop yeah, in the I mug. Mean, it's well, just... <laughs> you know, if those two girls are still making videos, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what would happen to them? Hey guys. <laughs> no, hey. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's crazy. So uh, anyway, where was I? Yeah. Pac- Pac-Man's uh, well, porcelain we... vagina. What? Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. We're gonna we're looking at an interesting take on a. I don't know. It's like you you can't really call it demonic because they're trying to communicate with an ethereal plane, and they're trying to de- they're trying to decouple rel- like physical realms and stuff like that. So, so this you isn't can a good way to, to ex- that are past. This isn't a good way to sell it to someone, but I really like in the start like how real and mundane it is. Right. Right, like it's very almost too normal for a horror film, right? Like it's like mm-hmm. too normal. It's a bit quirky. There's a bit of humor here and there. Some of the characters have a bit of a quirk to them, right? Like where, well, yeah, even uh, Joe, the the Joe Solomon guy, the uh, the occultist, he's darkly funny in a lot of the lot of the times in the movie, especially when he's dressed up as fucking Aleister Crowley. Yeah, I mean it's not outrightly yeah. said, but it's like you look at the guy like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, and then it was like, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those where like you come into it and you're like, what the fuck? And any, I, I love a horror film that can, or any film that can bring you in on a level. I just say, like, what am I watching? And then yeah, actually give you something at the end because it's such a pleasant surprise and it's it's like. For me, the the reason I love this film so much, the reason I, why I was like, dude, we've got to add this on the list, I forgot about it, it needs to go on there, is because, for me, in any film that deals with this subject matter, there's always like a 10-minute section of that film that is so deeply interesting to everyone watching, and that's when they find a guy or a girl who, in this universe, just is the only person who knows about the thing that they want to know about. And that is always the most interesting part in those films. Right, and it's yeah. always like 10 minutes or so. Whereas this is like, we get to spend the whole film with that guy. Yeah. It's and a- we get to like learn things. And at first we kind of, and the thing is, is when they do that in other horror films, we've already seen stuff. So we know that it's real. Right. Yeah. So we believe in them. Whereas this has that great thing where like we come in cold, they catch us cold off the start. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, I think this dude's full of shit. <laughs> like, yeah, and, I mean. and you know, and 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 there are there are moments where the main character, where where she sort of begins to kind of feign in and out of of belief that this stuff is actually going to work. We're yeah. we're talk. By the way, <laughs> hey, we're talking about uh, 2016's "A Dark Song." It's a uh, it's a it's a dark occult. I, I, I don't, I'm not want to call it a paranormal film necessarily, because no, she is trying to communicate with a ghost. But it is more or less a, like an occult. 
an occult black magic film, and it's a, basically it's just a, it's about a, a mother who loses her son in a very 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 horrible way, and wants to try to communicate with him uh, again, and she goes through a very very lengthy brutal process in order to perhaps do so. Yeah, no, it's cool. I love the set of the film, the yeah. house. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Like like. Because don't get me wrong, like in um, in paper form, this is a good idea. It's a good project to do. But like, I don't think they could have. What the fuck? Sorry, my computer for some reason is making secondary noises out of another noise machine. <clears throat> um, I should Whoa. stop that. Um, <laughs> no, but like in in paper form. Sorry, I'm clicking. In paper form, like script form, it's a great idea. Anyone would snap this up and be like, yeah, this would be a cool one for us to do. But like, I just don't think that any other setting would have done it justice. Like, because you could have gone too over the top where it's like a, a Scooby Doo like creepy house, you know? Right. Like, or you could have, you know, uh, or it could have been too modern. It could have been like a really nice fucking you know, like penthouse or so, you know what I mean? So it's like, then it, yeah, it's, then it's like devil set. or something. And then like, well, but isn't that, I think that's a funny, a funny thing, especially with films like this. When you, when, when you, when you're, you know, talking about uh, making a film that deals with occult, black magic, demonic kind of things, the, the trope that is prevalent in that film is, the house it always yeah. happens all of the stuff from the exorcist to rosemary's baby to uh insidious to the conjuring to all all of these all of these movies that play around with these occult vibes or these slightly demonic vibes the the setting is so important and it's usually a home. I think I and I personally think that's kind of a that's kind of a way to make make it more personal right off the bat because it can almost feel like it's happening in your living room, like the yeah. house the the house that was the house that The Exorcist was shot in. You know, it was just a flat. You know, it, it's just right there. It, it wasn't anything that they had to build for the production. It was just. A set to film in and people to this day go to that house and go to that stairwell because it's it's this kind of tactile thing that 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 makes this rather unbelievable concept even even more believable and that's like the house is such an integral part of that story in all of these films and i think like you said especially this one it had to be some kind of some kind of mid ground. It had it, it yeah. could yeah, it couldn't have been like this like you know in like it, this like crazy ornate castle or something. And it couldn't yeah. be like, you know, <clears throat> Central Park West, you know, fifth floor you know, fifth floor walk up with modern yeah, acoustic like, like all that kind of stuff. It had to be somewhere yeah. in the middle. It could have been, but it would have been a completely different film. Like it's that's how much of a big part I think it plays in the film, right? Like that if you do that, 
it's still good, but it's completely different. Like, and, and like you to to note what you're saying, like, yeah, because that's what a big part set plays in a film like this, right? Oh, yeah. It's almost a character of yeah, its I own, think, isn't it? Like, yeah, I was thinking, I was especially uh, these kinds of movies for whatever reason, um, <clears throat> especially the cult kind of demonic movies. The set is the most important <clears throat> aspect of it. So, like, yeah, and I don't, I, I can't really a, put my finger on why. <laughs> I dig a film that plays itself dumb, like lets you think that you're smarter than it, mm. and then backhands you, <laughs> like oh, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, and it, it's such a good rope a dope, and um. Again, there's not really much. You guys probably hate us for this. There's not really much I'm willing to give up on it because I feel like there's a lot. A lot of the stuff that we could talk about is stuff that you watching it would be like, "Why the f- like? Why did you tell me about like? You know what I mean? Because I I yeah. feel like I'd be I'd be robbing an experience from from you if mm-hmm. you were trying to enjoy this. Like, and um, even the painstakingly slow parts. Like it's just so, it's so balanced that yeah. like if I was to ruin that, then maybe it would ruin. Well, the... it you're absolutely right. Like, n- I mean, number one with this podcast, we encourage you to watch the movie. We don't want you to come here and be like, you know, I absolutely hate all of those TikTok channels and YouTube channels that show you this like little snippet of something that you want to see, and then spend the next like however long. Just outright telling you everything about it, the plot, the ending, all those types of things. I fucking hate that because it ruins yeah. shit for people. Yeah. Like, we want to encourage you, we want to get you excited about the genre, perhaps, or about who's in the movie, or maybe the things you might see, so you go watch it. Yeah. No, exactly. Our, our goal, like, even if this only happens, even even if we have people who are just like catching one and then they're going off watching it and then they never come back, as long as somebody hears about a movie we talk about, thinks, "Oh shit, what is it on Amazon Prime? I have that. I'm gonna watch that tonight." Yeah, that you know that type of feeling. Whereas, like you said, because like a lot of the movie channels and stuff like that, they take that away from you. Well, now you don't need to watch it, or you will go watch it. But will you have any ideas on it, or will you be? Will you experience it? Like you know what I mean? Because this guy's not only told you what the film's about and who's in it and the the subtext, and then he's also told you like the director's grandmother's little brother's first name, and like (laughs) it's just like too much. Effectively, effectively, have told you how to think going into the movie. You know, have given you have given yeah. you a way of thinking. Like, but that's uh, I, I I hate to do this because I constantly do this. I listen to these back, and I know I always do this, but I just want to like interject this because I think it's a great point for when we're trying to sum up. We're, we're coming to like a little breather zone here, uh, talking about dark song and talking about kind of what we're doing. And I feel like what we're doing is, is like I don't want you to only watch films that you're gonna like, right. I think you should just watch films, right? Like you have mm-hmm. to watch films that you perhaps don't like. And I hope some on these lists you love, and I hope some of them you're like, holy shit. But you know what? That's the palette, right? That's the, that you See, that's can't the risk that just you take, watch. Like, yeah. 
you can't just uh, just like you can't uh, to to have the greatest meal of your life, you have to be willing to eat the worst meal of your life, right? Or else That's you're never it. going I'm... to or else you're never going to experience the different. If you just go to the same restaurant every single day and eat the same thing, but, uh, yeah, it's, you have the, no perception thing... of exactly what it could be. How good is you know? steak and shrimp or fucking lobster and shit right like how good is that when you're having it every day because i bet you after a couple days i could entice you out of that fancy fucking restaurant with some fish sticks spaghettios and mashed potato like you know what i mean like because some things are not good but they're fucking good (laughs) like you want them you know Um, and and so everything deserves to exist and i think that this film doesn't perfectly fall beneath that subtext. It's not like we're that wasn't like us red flagging you. This is a bad film. I I personally out of a lot of these films on the list, at least in this kind of supernatural genre, like I said, this is my favorite part in one of those films, stretched out into a feature length thing. So I'm all about it. I lo- I love suspending reality. I love believing in believing in it because uh, I was always intrigued in those movies. Right when they find that book, like the Necronomicon, or they find, or in uh, even in some of the more mainstream ones, when they go to the library and they just so happen to have this fucking like Aztec, this like grimoire section like... of all these all these <laughs> fucking human skin bound books with all these demons and pictures in them, which is like I don't know, I've only been to a few libraries, but I've never come across that section before. But like it's those those moments are so interesting, aren't they? Like, Absolutely. Like, when they're looking through it, they're seeing the like those like scribed images of these like figures and the demons and what they're about and like you know it's like an encyclopedia of evil and it's just like wow how interesting is that and this movie isn't quite this movie is like looking inside one of those books almost you know what I mean yeah it's like the premise of it it's got like it has a and it has a slow burn to it it does definitely have <laughs> a uh an old school kind of uh, movement to it. It's not a, it's not a fast paced, knock down, drag out movie. It's it's got a, it's got it's it's got a little bit of a of, of burn time in it. What the hell are you Dude, doing? Dude, you look like that uh, Morty's sex doll baby. Gazorpazorp. <laughs> of... <laughs> yeah, you look like a Zorpazorp. You got the little Gazorpazorp fucking field, bitch. Now go make oh, me some dude. goddamn enchiladas. Brilliant. No, but you're exactly right. It's not a it's not a to the point film, is it? It's like we are it is slow burn. Where and there's a couple but, of those on this list that, that won't that won't appeal to the modern palette of horror film. But as, as a as a lover of old school horror, I really enjoy a film that takes its time. Yeah, it's it's the um oh dear. It's the difference I think of like you see you have some real good leftovers and you have the two options. You can zap it in the microwave and it's gonna be either cold in the middle or it's just gonna be nuclearly hot. <laughs> like yeah. right, it's, you know it's you not gonna have, be good, but it's gonna be quick. Mm-hmm. Or you can wrap it in foil. And you can put the oven on the perfect temperature and you can sit and wait for about half an hour or 40 minutes, but you know it's going to be good, right? Like, and, and I feel like that's the 
the choice you're making half the time with films, right? It's like, is it just going to be to the point, overdump, like, you know, or am I going to have to do some work? Uh, like, am I going to sit through this? Because what this movie is, and what every movie is, if it's not to this, like, modern formula, is you're aware how much you're rolling the dice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this movie could be shit. <laughs> like, like... Right. Do you think... Let's just ask you a question. Do you think, like, with the the modernization of the whole paranormal thing, where it's, like, on every single channel that you turn, do you think that sort of that sort of impacts a movie like this, this, like, its effectiveness to an audience? Or are they... What am, I guess what I'm saying is, like, is the audience desensitized to a movie like this? Because... I'll tell you all right now that this isn't going to be like a, like a Samara, you know, wing or anything like that kind of film where it's going to jump scare you. It's going to, there's brutality for sure in this movie that's going to shock you. But do you think it's like a desensitized thing that it's all over or can a modern audience enjoy a movie like this? I, I think, I think you're like on the money. I think that um, one of the reasons why on this list, like we've kind of, picked and chosen very carefully any of them that are in that genre are doing something special right like so yeah i because personally like i'm not a huge fan of that genre mainly not because of i have anything against it it's just it's so oversaturated and like i said when you watch a movie or rolling the dice you're taking a risk and more often than not they're coming up way short like and, and i'm feeling i i don't like feeling robbed <laughs> like i don't like feeling like yeah. like that i've just been like you know tricked into yeah i've just spent this shit the this time watching a film with these cringy ass after effects in um you know like people who like obviously don't and, and there's a place for it. Like, I'm not saying they shouldn't exist, but, like, it's such an oversaturated thing. Like, watching people make... It's such an attainable thing to make is why it's popular. I, I think there's a, hu- there's, a, there's a huge portion of people who love these movies because they're fascinated with the paranormal and they are have a deep love of horror. And then I think that there is a huge amount of independent and a huge amount of mainstream people who are just like, I don't care about any of that shit, but it's super easy to make because I've watched two of them. And I know that like, if we do the, if we have some closets open and we have some, you know, like, and and it, and and you've seen them, you've seen these films, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, but what we'll do is we'll do paranormal activity, but we'll show them the demon, and it's gonna be like Greg in a mask, and it's yeah. like, no, we're just gonna like... have we're just gonna have Brian. That was the if I must say, the reveal of the demon in like what is it the fourth one, where it like where it's like literally a guy, <laughs> yeah, dressed up as a demon, <laughs> like we're just kind of like. You see it like his hand pop out from like from like over here. It's just like, ooh, hi. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, I, I I feel I feel you on that one. Like that's that was I, that's yeah, why that's, I asked the question. Like, is it is it? That's when it starts to die for me. Some people love it, but and and I think like I said, there's a place for it. Like people like if, if you're gonna 
if you're going to hit the nail on the head and say, like, look, we're going to make a on-your-nose, ravenous ventures, you know, like, in-your-face, cringy, blatant, blatantly trying to go above our budget. Right. Which I, which I think is, like, through this list, the one thing that I've learned through reviewing these back-to-back is if you want to make a film that's, like, Okay, maybe some of these films that do that are successful financially and stuff. But like, if you are someone who's into it and you want to be successful, like artistically, you want it to be respected and stuff like that. You want it to come off as like a big wow thing where you get some respect for anyway. It's stay in your budget or go way beneath it. Like you've got your 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 story and your narrative and your characters and your monsters. They have to operate within that. You can't be being like, oh, me and my friends are going to make a horror film. And it's like, we don't have a set, so we'll film it in mum's room. And we don't have a demon, so we'll, I will use one of mum's dolls. And we'll just move it, really. And it's like, outside of that, you might have all the ingredients. Mm-hmm. But what you've done is you've been like, do you know what? If you take those two things away, you might have had something here. Because I don't need to... The, the thing is, is, I don't always need to see everything, right? Like, I don't need to... Well, that's what makes, that. that's that's what makes those prompt. movies movies the the really good ones like the original paranormal activity the the we've discussed it in other podcasts like the reason that that movie's so effective is the fact that you don't really see anything terrifying until the very end you know you yeah, kind of then... you know save it for for that very that last that last ending sequence and even the, and even so they did the alternate endings for it as well and like it's thing, keeping sorry, within the on. budget is like it, well I mentioned it uh, I mentioned this whole Stanley Kubrick thing where he never he understood the limitations of the technology and never pushed never pushed he pushed them to a hundred percent but he never pushed past them to the point where he he tried to do something that he technically couldn't perfectly yeah. So, yeah. If you're on a shoestring budget and you're making a horror film of any genre, unless you are going to put in the time and the hours of making a makeshift creature shop or something and really delving deep and being willing to know that like that first mock-up is probably going to get trashed yeah. and it's going to cost money, like you realize how much money that costs, how much time that is, and even on the budget, that's expensive. Like Unless you're willing to go that route and then you're just looking to be like, oh, I'll pay this guy online to knock up this like green screen thing that I'll just drop in. Like, again, it, it's just it's not just a horror film thing, it's just in general. Like if you, if you, if you insult the audience and their intelligence, they, like, they are so smart. They spot everything. They know. You know, some people like it. Like I said, there's that small thing, but that's a small majority. A a lot of the time, if you're making a fucking schmuck-type film, and if you're treating them like that, people are going to be like, what the fuck is this? Like, click? Like, you know, off. Because people don't like that. that, And that's one thing with this film, is like it doesn't maybe deliver in to what we've... to what's been... uh, the drive right for like a, a movie like this which is like you said like jump scares stuff like that it's not so much that it's a bit more atmospheric and it's more interesting it's people enjoy this genre people enjoy it but what we're going to do is we're going to make it a bit more of like a we're going to do like a that paranormal occult thing but in like a thrillers in, a, in like a thriller box right like where it's yeah. like 
it's a bit more head it's not heady in, in that way it's not trying to be smarter than it is but it's just interesting it's just generally interesting and you're just like you've watched like i said films that are all about this and we never get to spend enough time in the library let's call it you know what i mean yeah, this always... film takes place there and i i like the way i i like that the, the the description of the the film it's like the it's the 10 the the 10 minutes we spent we spend with the expert yeah. but it's the entire film like you know it harkens it harkens back to you know poltergeist bringing the the little old i forget forget her name but she's such a she's in she's in everything i think she was actually in american horror story recently um, or at least Quite when American Horror Story started and all that, and then you've got you know Father Karras in The Exorcist. You've got all of these, all of these. Well, I mean, if I and I kind of liken the way that we can kind of spend time with the with the, the real badasses to the original Exorcist in this movie. It's just kind of going through the motions. And, and... It, but I I think that's why I dig it, and it's because the longer we spend with them the less scary the visuals have to be. Oh, yeah. Because we're, wi- because yeah. we're, we're willing to take in and understand on, like, an intellectual level how scary and the possibilities and the potentials and all these things. And once you're made aware of that in that sense, and again, we're suspending reality, we're in a movie, we're watching this. You're sat... You put on a horror movie, and now you're sat here being like, I hope that doesn't happen. Right, and it's like it's kind of like them pointing and laughing at you behind your back, yeah. being like, "You clicked on here to be scared, and now you're internally begging, like, please don't have that happen. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not do this. Let's not go." And you know, it's it's that um, the haunted house thing, isn't it? Yeah, get up, leave, leave. Like, why are you here? And it's like you paid for this. Like, you knew. Like, yeah, you'd, you'd be so pissed if they left right now. Like, <laughs> you know, like that's that, and that's that's another. Uh, really cool point is that, and I think we, we've talked about we've talked about the movies that do it. Uh, there's, there's you know they they pepper this list, but it's it's those those movies that that unbeknownst to you just kind of reel you in a little bit and a little bit more and a little bit more, and then we get to the explanation of the you know, I mean the we're explaining the brutality of some of these rituals and then and some of the things that we have to do here and then the, the I think his name's Stephen Solomon in the movie the 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 occult the occult priest uh that so that Sophia the main character elects to help her or not really elects but begs to help her with this whole thing he is kind of explaining that if we do this wrong, (laughs) there's no telling what's going to come through if we don't do this correctly. And you're like, Oh, okay. Well that, and then all of a sudden you realize that wait, but we already did all that shit. Wait, (laughs) we we did your tell, but we, all the stuff that you said that could fuck up kind of did. Uh, wait, <laughs> yeah, and, and there's no yeah. going back. There's, I love those. Uh, there's uh, a bunch of the movies. On, a bunch of movies on this list uh, did that, and I haven't had a movie do that to me in a good long time. This was one of them, and there's a couple other on the list. Go back and listen to uh, the other episodes, and and you can find them in there. But like, it, I love that 
that li- it's just like a little tiny monofilament that they slowly it's like they got it attached to your chair and they're pulling you over towards the lion cage and you're not 100 percent. you're just you you don't it's imperceptible and you're and it's because you're reading this really good book <laughs> and then all of a sudden the book closes and there's a line in front of you and the gates close and you're like fuck i love yeah, that feeling yeah. that's the move that's the feeling you talked about chasing certain feelings about it with these movies um you ch- like you're talking about you know the the feeling of the new film and uh you know the the anticipation and you know the seeing if just seeing if the it's going to be a take that you appreciate of this genre that you know well i like i like being um i i some people don't hate it when a movie tricks you. I fucking love it. I fucking yeah. love it when they trick me to get invested and then all of a sudden flip the script. Like, no, that guy's the asshole now. I was like, well, I fucking like that guy. <laughs> like, you yeah. know? No, I love that shit. I, I, That's my favorite. Yeah, I, I dig it a lot as well. Like I said, because my – so I love horror films. Like I grew up with them. Um, but like I said, I watch a lot of horror films because my missus only watches – paranormal horror films or she'll settle for any other horror film but like if i want to watch any other kind of movie dude it's a hard sell mm-hmm. it's, it's really hard to get her to watch anything else so like my kind of bag is like you know i love true crime and i love a, and again these are rare these are like needles and haystacks the, the genre is wide and far-reaching but films that actually achieve the goal of it is uh like psychological thrillers yeah. i love them because I love when a film can make you feel this big at the end. Yes. When you've been watching the whole goddamn time and you've been paying attention. And, and and that's what teaches me to ruin films for myself. Because I watch every film like I'm watching that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I already know. I know what's going to happen. I broke it around. I, I was in the writer's room. I figured it out. And, and then I do that. And so when a film outside of that genre, which is like purposely, you know, maybe a bit too heady and a bit too you know, um, just throwing things in just to try and get you off the scent. So when I watch another type of film that can kind of do that, yeah, I, I love to be surprised. That's my favorite sensation at the end of a film. Mm-hmm. A film that, that I've been told to watch that I'm like, ah, oh, okay, we'll watch it. And then I'm watching it. And then like five minutes in, I'm like, oh, okay, what? That, that guy shouldn't be doing it. And then, but then you don't realize you're invested right now mm-hmm. and you don't realize that till after the film ends and then you are just like that was really good i <laughs> was like yeah i protested the entire time that i didn't want to be here i <laughs> thought this was stupid and then at the end of the film i was just like i like that like, i really enjoyed that and, and then you recommend it to your friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and, it's it, like, and it's if it, it could sound like kind of a mundane sort of thing that we're describing to someone listening but like Think of a like think of a movie, any movie. It doesn't have to. I mean, we are we are in the the spookiest of seasons right now, but it doesn't have to be a horror movie. It could be any any genre of film, any film out there, whatever it might be. Independent blockbuster, who cares? It and think about all of those movies that you've seen that you kind of went in, sat there, and were like, yeah, it was pretty good. Or now, and now that you have that in your head, that slew of thousands of films most likely throughout your life now think about the ones where you were genuinely invested in the movie that list gets small as shit yeah exactly and the the, the list that's even smaller than that is the ones that you 
like I said, the ones that you're like, I don't want to watch this. Like, I, I don't want but Right. Okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll watch that one then. Like, you let your missus choose and you put it on and you... Yeah, and you're just and then, uh, you know, the whole time. And then, yeah, and then by the end, you're just like, wow, I'm yeah. going to tell Jason to watch that. Like, <laughs> even though, like, like he's probably going to be as infused as I was <laughs> going yeah, exactly. into it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's such a... That's such a, like you said, that that gets so small, that box. And, and it it's shows... almost like you want to find everything in there. Like, yeah. I want to I find every film that can do that. To exactly. And, um, and that's so what builds up my grumpiness between. with my disdain for films that, don't, that get more money, but don't do nearly as good of a job as, like, some of, because most of these films that do that are typically the outliers in independent and low budget film. And they're so overshadowed by the ocean of shit. Yeah. No, it's, it it gets Um, to, it gets to a point, it gets to a point where you're kind of, it gets to a point where, I mean, it happened, it happened to me actually before this podcast, before um, this podcast, like reinvigorated my, my, not my love of movies. I love fucking. I'll, I will. That's like, I love fucking. Um, I'll. Yeah. I I don't watch general television. I just have loops of movies going on in the background. I don't do that. And it's and it's anything and everything. I pretty much just I go on Netflix and I hit play. I hit show me something. Like that's what I I've been doing. But this podcast yeah. sort of reinvigorated this. Uh, not allowing the electronics to seek it out for me. I kind of, yeah. I kind of went back to when I was a kid, and and coming into movies as a, you know, as a just a, you know, a person that my mom handed me VHS tapes of Die Hard, Jaws, and Rambo, and I was like, okay, how how could it get better than that? And, like, and she was like, like the there's little... this place called Blockbuster, where you can yeah. go get anything that you want, and then just that's like. <laughs> <laughs> that those three films are like they're like you're the man of the house now. <laughs> like, yeah, that's well, like the, those three. I'm, I'm sure we'll get into essential films. Yeah, like, absolutely. I'm sure we'll get into it. I mean, that would actually be kind of a cool uh, podcast series to do. Like, uh, I'll do a list and you do a list of films of, of formative, like five formative films. Five for me and five for me. So like a ten part series. Uh, yeah. Where we talk about these important formative movies in our in our lives, but yeah, literally, I'm not even joking. Those are the first three films right. that that my when I got a VCR in my bedroom when I was like nine or something. Those are the first three movies that my mom handed to me. Like these are the ones we have because you know they're expensive back in the late the the early nineties, oh, yeah. early even into the mid nineties, even when DVD was starting to to come over. You know, VHS was still. 10 or 11 bucks when a dvd was like 40 <laughs> yeah people who like complain about like streaming and stuff like the quality is just like dude did you ever play did you ever take that <laughs> did you ever go to blockbusters and like be ready to leave like oh, i'm so excited now like actually um you never returned x y and z and okay oh we must have them somewhere we'll bring them back yeah okay that's gonna be like four hundred dollars yeah like, no it's well we're never yeah, coming back here um, well change our names 
<laughs> like you know <laughs> what I mean? Like we gotta move out of the country, kids. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not paying that shit for a videotape. <laughs> like not a chance. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, the the fees um, that you racked up. Outside of horror, so like horror is one of those like I said with this list where you deep dive it, and it's it. It's a bit of a different territory to wade in because how I outside of spooky season or that like what i've been doing with the streaming services because like i've had we've had we've all had them for so long and one day before the birth of this podcast i just decided to stop trying to find the perfect thing for right now and i just started to be like yep <laughs> and just be like i'm what because what i do now is that a movie only has to have one interesting thing about it for me to watch it or for it to go on my list for me to watch and outside of horror films a lot of the times it's on it, honestly it comes down to cast mm-hmm. and i'm like oh i never knew those two guys worked together or i never knew this guy did a film with this director and i'm just like that's interesting you know what i mean like right. movies of old that were went way above my head or like slipped off my radar and i love doing that and like i said like mm-hmm. i you see films that, like, even by today's standards, and even back then, they're not deemed good films. But with how much media is out there now, I can't help but feel like some of them have gone up quite a few notches. <laughs> because that I'm is just true. like, that, like that's, watching that's a film true. like uh, Suicide Kings, and I was like, this is fun. This is a really fun film. It's like, it's got the thriller thing, but it's not super serious. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like today, where it's like the stakes are so high. You've got like your saws and your sh- your Shutter Islands and all that. Where like if you want to make a head, like it's you got to push that envelope. Whereas like you watch a film like that, and it's just like it is all of those things, but it's in a it's it's a you know it's a somewhat serious film, but it's not like it's a serious it's, film it's that doesn't much. take itself seriously. That's what suicide yeah. means. Is yeah. That's it. And I guess, like, this is kind of... uh, It's funny that you bring up Suicide... The Suicide Kings and how it's a serious film that doesn't take itself seriously. Because I would say the same thing about A Dark Song. I would say the exact same thing about this film. It's a serious film about a a mother who's trying to contact her son who died under horrible circumstances. But it takes that part seriously, but it doesn't beat you over the head with it. There's yeah, there's really certain dark forms of comedy in this movie. There's dry, you know, kind of. It's like there's a couple points where like eh, I shouldn't laugh at that, but fuck, <laughs> like you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff. The acting is is phenomenal between the two characters, and it's just yeah, it's a serious film that just doesn't take itself. It doesn't go to that realm of the 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 you know the the the. The monks coming down, and oh god, it's, they start. Everyone's singing. Why is everyone singing? Like it doesn't get the, to that part. To talk about it from that independent film realm is his one thing that I think will go right over a lot of people's heads. Because I, like I said, when we watch movies, we're enjoying them. I went and to enjoy them. I mean you're not making them because <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you, that's a two different sides of the coin and you can't do both like at the same time. So one thing I think about this film is like really cool is that we've all done it, or at least I've done it multiple times is you're like, wow, we have a camera and we like making 
these things and it's like oh i wonder if we could do like even a short film or an independent film and then you're just like oh yeah that's a cool idea and you come up with all these ideas and you're like oh shit but there's only two of us and you're yeah. like how many films have ever been made with just two people in that list you want to talk about short list that's a short fucking yeah, list that is a okay. short short and, short and this film didn't even spring into my mind as i was watching it that the cast is so slim it's just those it, it's mm-hmm. almost literally those two characters and that's quite rare and and what they pull off doing that without you know without that being like oh, i'm sick of these two you know or like something like yeah, that it's, it's, very, it's impressive it's very difficult to do a movie like this again it's the whole haunted house thing right i mean the you would you would kind of think that you would kind of think that a haunted house movie would be effective with a small cast, but a lot of times, because you see the same reaction to the same things, you can kind of get desensitized to the scares. Not so much in this. I mean, uh, Steve yeah. Steve Orem as uh, Joseph Solomon—that's the occultist dude—and you know, Catherine Walker, Sophia, and then there's a couple other people that have some 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 speaking points in it and obviously there's a couple there's a, a few character actors you got a guardian angel in there you got a demon in there uh do you but know it's just so, cool. sorry it's cool to see uh it's cool to see a movie like this which is kind of everyone's kind of seen it before and to give it this uh to give it a, a, a like a fresh coat of paint but yeah i don't care if it's got runs in it like yeah. you know, it's it's kind of no, that's, sure. that's how it feels. Yeah, they don't it's, take it um, over the top. Yeah, the, it was it's it's made out. Of, it's definitely a passion project, right? Like, it's, oh, for sure. It, they didn't care, like you said, they didn't care about making sure they were abiding to certain storytelling rules or formulas or things like that. Like, it's well made. Don't get me wrong, the story's good and everything, but it's like it wasn't. It didn't feel like they were stickly. It felt like they ha- were passionate about. It, they enjoyed it, and they truly believed in this idea that they had mm-hmm. and that definitely comes across um just to touch on your point of the haunted house thing the thing i like personally and then the reason why i think the smaller cast works in a in a setup like this so instead of having five friends where you know that three of the motherfuckers are gonna die maybe four of them mm-hmm. when there's two people and they're the only two characters that we know that have a connection the stakes are so high for us because we're like, I don't huge. want this bitch to be in the house on our own. <laughs> like, yeah. Because then, because then we're in the house on our own, mm-hmm. right? Like, and, and we don't want that. So, like, it makes it very that that's a really clever way that I've not really thought about before to build tension without doing anything, right? To let you know that if anything happens to this fucking guy or that girl, you're like we're fucked. <laughs> like, like yeah. there's no other guy. Like, you know, whereas like the movies that were popular during like say our teen years was like you know five six friends going to a thing there's a dude in a tank top he's in good shape he's the first to get chopped like you know what i mean yeah so they slowly remove your avenues of reasonable uh retaliation i love how they 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 leaned into that in uh cabin in the woods yeah i love how they did that i love how they fucking killed chris hemsworth like in the first half an hour of the film <laughs> and in the and in the worst way possible <laughs> just it's, has uh, his hero moment dashed by an invisible force field because of course 
<laughs> yeah. No, but it, it's a really clever way, actually, to, to get that across. And I think it's one of those things that you're not thinking about consciously, but your unconscious just can't help right. but be like, it's so isolated. And the if anything bad happens, it's only going to get more isolated. Like, and it's already bad. Like, you know what I mean? So, oh yeah, I think that's a, a helpful tool. Uh, we'll take that and we'll put it in our back pocket because that is a helpful little tool there for story or anything like that. You know, like a, a good way to just have um, not even building tension, just static tension. <laughs> like, just yeah. Well, because like... also when you have when you have a limited cast like that, and there are there are moments of tension. There's no one there to alleviate it because, you know, in a four person cast, ideally you'd have the two people that are in love. The one person that uh, that's the friend of one of those people that's in love that sees through the other one. And then the lovable asshole who either dies almost immediately after the big buff one or who is our, our final person in a movie like this. You don't like if something like you said if something bad happens to either one of them, you don't want to be in that position. I think Gonchim nah. uh, Haunted Asylum did the same thing, but on a bigger scale. It was like, yeah. you know, kind of in a in a different way. I mean, it's a similar a similar paranormal esque film, but it's the found footage type thing. But it sort of did that when the yeah with, with the cameras and all those things. It's like. Oh God! Please don't turn the camera back on to the thing, because then it's then it's me seeing it. It's not you, because you, you're behind me. At the, it, that's what that movie did great of. It's like subconsciously it, you you made the viewer the camera, so you made the viewer the person. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you're like the body shield. Yeah, that exactly. Holding exactly. Up. Like, and, you're uh, the least favorite friend that's getting pushed through all these doors first. Like, yeah, <laughs> precisely. And uh, uh, this movie kind of—I mean, it's—they're different, but this one sort of builds that—that uh, that uncomfortableness of being left alone with the the bad stuff very effectively. It's like, well, yeah. shit. What if something happens to both of them, and I'm just sitting here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a possibility I, you, too. That's you not find off the that, table. Yeah, you find right. yourself kind of—I mean, it's ridiculous, but you find yourself. Kind of like, well, fuck, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> you know? Also, fun yeah. fact about uh, going through my show notes for this movie and looking at some of the cast. I have, I have not seen more people uh, credited with demon before in a movie. So a lot of the, there are, okay, there are demons in this movie and they are actually actors and actresses. They're not, uh, they're not digital. Which you can kind of tell, but sometimes a movie like this will kind of lean on the CGI if there's a lot of spooky stuff going on at once, you know, because character character extras are expensive. And uh, this movie kind of leaned into the fact of we want to make this as tactile and real feeling as possible. To... Um... Maybe as a as a segue before uh, we'll wrap Ooh, up. This, he's on but, two um, wheels. As, he's on as two a wheels right now. Here, that's it. On my boner bike. <laughs> um, <laughs> as a segue, <laughs> we um, that feeling that you're talking about, that feeling that we're talking about about like the small cast being left. That's where vigil is. I just figured that out just then. Obviously, mm -hmm. that's apparent, but like I didn't think about the static horror in that 
as a project because like we're talking about like oh there's this little security net that we've got these two people like we're clinging to them they just stay together don't let them please like because right now it's fine and this guy says funny things sometimes and it and this and just don't let anything bad happen like this is it but whereas yeah. like vigil is right off the bat it's just like see ya and it's just like mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, that's that's awesome to kind of leave uh, leave this episode on because the next one, uh, next one we're going to talk about is uh, the vigil, which uh, it's we I, that is kind of a standalone film in in my opinion on this list, but um, you're gonna have to wait till the next episode to hear more about that. Um, yes, you will. This uh, this film again, all of the films on here. Okay, tell you what. Awesome. <laughs> I feel like I'd be biased because I've already said like how much I love this. Uh, just the premise of this, like uh, it's my favorite part, and even the bad horror films mm-hmm. <laughs> is what this film encompasses. How many Guggenheimans on the scale would you would you give this? In, oh. in all honesty, because like it's not a it's not a haunting film it's not a film that right. I, in my opinion anyway like it's not keeping you up at night but i don't I'm, know I was, on, gonna, I was on the edge of my seat i'm gonna with our this is this is the first episode with the guggenheim in scale yeah Guggen, uh, Guggenheim. The, those of you that don't know uh what the guggenheim in scale is it's a we're it's a word that warren made up that made me shit a brick and now uh, it's going to be the way we measure the films. Uh, it's a scale of one to ten. Is that uh, is that what we were going for? I felt like one to five was too constricting. Like That's there's not true. enough gap between That's a great true. film and a bad film. I feel mm-hmm. that ten gives us a lot of room to really give a good picture of what a film is. Sure. You know, like okay. a lot of variables there. So I know I got that. Um, as, so this film sort of, it, it t- ticks a bunch of boxes for me. It's, uh, you know, it, I have, I have my, uh, I have my requirements for a good horror film. And the one, one of them, the biggest one, the most important one is rooting it in reality somewhere. I love horror films that I love the supernatural stuff and the crazy, you know, all those things. But if the movie feels as though it could be happening next door, that's an ultimate level of scary. And that definitely 100%. I feel like this has probably happened somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would definitely, as far as, as far as that metric, um, the cast, the acting, it's all, it's all spot on the effects, all, all those, all those different things. Um, I would give it a, I'd give it a solid eight on the Guggenheim oh, scale. Damn. I would definitely yeah, give that's it. That's cool. I'd I'd give it a I give it a high watermark and and I I like it because of the balance. I give it an eight because of because of the balance. I don't give it a ten. Um, I don't give it a ten because I, I feel like some of the some of the uh, at some points it was kind of woody a little. Uh, yeah. Some of the some of the things that the Solomon character said sounded like. The screenwriter's saying, "Well, we can't, we we should probably make something funny here because God, look at what just fucking happened." Yeah. And, uh, sometimes yeah. you got to let those moment you got to let those uncomfortable moments in horror films sit because they carry the audience into they carry the tension over into the 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 next the next bit of it. And if you kind of you know beat somebody beat somebody up with something really really horrible, 
and then you make them laugh. In a comedy, that kind of works. In a drama, that kind of works. In a horror film, you can't do that. Because you have to have that tension carry over. Because that's what's going to carry the audience and make them more vulnerable for the next thing that you do. And I, I feel like yeah. this movie kind of it kind of cut off the scares a little bit with some of that stuff. Um, and I don't give it like a five or a, or a four or a three just because of the caliber film that it is. I mean, it's a, it's a phenomenally shot, written, directed, acted, um, edited film. So yeah, I, I'd say it's, I'd give it, I'd give it a, I'd, I'd give it an eight, seven, five, eight. And I don't like to put halves in there. So I, I rounded up on this one. I give there it, a, I give it an eight, eight on the Guggenheim scale. What about, uh, what about you? G- progenitor, the progenitor of the Guggenheim scale himself. Hello, Dr. Guggenheim. Guggen, <laughs> Guggen Schumann here. Um, no, um, I I feel kind of bad right now because um, it's been some time since I actually watched it. So a lot of these, here's where you guys are getting the full picture. Here is like these are films that I've watched that stick in my mind that I curate this list on. And with Jason, when we record these, they're kind of fresh, so it's interesting to see where they fall. And and I I, I would venture to guess if we had watched it at the same time, I'd be right there with you because it did have that response with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like so far removed with all the other films we've talked about, I was actually going to I feel really like an asshole right now. <laughs> like, well, no, it's not diminishing. I felt like just again, because of the premise of like spooky season and the things that we're doing, I think in that venture of like what people are after, I was going to give it like a, a six or a seven. Um, I, again, like I, I felt like I, I couldn't give it. A, I don't think I could give it a six with a, with a with a straight face because I think that like I enjoy it too much. And obviously, you've heard how long we've talked about it. I, I really get off on this film. Yeah. Um, that sounds wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. So you're gonna you you're gonna um, and why uh, yeah, would you I, 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 score I it such? Say, I'd probably say a, I'd probably say a solid seven. It's, um, like I said, just because of the, you know, on on this list and on this talk through and and this month, you know, when we've been covering movies that we haven't measured on the scale, such as like Descent into Darkness and stuff like that, and and I'm I'm kind of doing this through the lens of like what people are coming here for, and I feel like this will give you something. But the same way what it gave me is it's not necessarily what you're looking for, but it is going to give you something that you're probably not going to... F- I don't think there's another film out there that does what this film does. So, like... Right. I, I, yeah. I, I'd give it a seven, and, and I'd, I'd say that, like, if I was fresh off my watch, I would have probably pushed my first viewing of this to, like, a nine, because I loved it. <laughs> like, But right. with time and, and space and fucking descent into darkness and things of that nature. Sure. Things yeah. get things get watered down a little bit. You're mm-hmm. like, maybe that wasn't so bad. <laughs> right? Right, like, no. Well, I mean, but if if uh, if we're given it an eight and a seven, then you know, I, the average of the two is seven point five. So this gets a seven point five Guggenheimans out of out of uh, out of ten. Which is I mean that's a, a incredibly respectable rating. That's uh, like a for... soaking wet scientist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... that is a you fuck a scientist, you think? Yeah. <laughs> I bet they got a really clean apartment. Um, <laughs> to this day, <laughs> to this day, Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's seven point five Guggenheimens out of ten. Um, which hopefully at some and, point someday will be a respectable rating. But right now you're just gonna have to take our word for it. And now that we use the Guggenheimer scale, you people who actually care enough to listen to this, which we love you very much for, you are now the Guggenhumans. Which yes, is... you're the Guggenhumans. I love that. <laughs> um, yes. And uh, there will be shirts and Pac-Man toilets and, and I promise you the world. <laughs> I promise and, I will and deliver. testicle jacuzzis. Yeah, it's like a all it's kinds like a of stuff. Yeah, it's like a teapot. It's man it's not powered, so you'll have to have a friend to you have to take turns blowing into the <laughs> <laughs> blowing into the spout to yeah. make the bubbles. But Yeah, well it's you know, it's man sparkling clean bubbles. I mean Sparkling. You can yeah. eat off them. <laughs> I, like, yeah. You know. It's like, uh, I wonder what they look like without the wrinkles. <laughs> like <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> Smooth, but you look like your head. It's like, wow. Jesus. Incredible. My God. <laughs> yeah. Looks like two eggs and a hanky. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, like, doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, yeah, doesn't doesn't every girl want to feel like a hairless fucking big old rat Easter. slapping on her ass cheeks? Yeah, like. big old big old Easter basket on her bunny. That's what she wants to have. <laughs> that's, what she, that's, that's what um, she needs. But no, uh, listen here, my Google humans. I, I well, have, I we feel will, like Robin Williams will give would you be a good. We will travel far and wide. We'll slaughter a hundred men. In your name. <laughs> we talk a human sacrifice, human sacrifice, man. That is, you got to review Joe versus the volcano. Um, Here we yeah. go. No, <laughs> you got you guys. Fucking you rock. guys rock. You guys rock tits. Fucking rock, you do, and uh, we love it's we. we you guys are like dicks on sticks. <laughs> That's a new one. That is a new one. It's gonna ca- that's gonna catch on. It's I'm making catch, shirts. I'm also gonna make something. hats with words on them, and that's gonna take off. <laughs> are you so, like that? Are you like that guy in Forrest Gump that was trying to, you know, make a buck selling T-shirts? That's it, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just, just tell me what hat you want. How many? What word you want on it? <laughs> oh man. Like, okay, we've uh, yeah. this is derailed. <laughs> We no, love you guys. No, but, thank you for yeah. thank thank you for listening to the the whole go- like the whole uh, we we've decided to make a funny to use a funny word to describe our, our a newly instated rating scale, but we're fairly fairly serious about the whole you know the rating the films. And if that's something you want us to do um, with past episodes or future episodes, if you like that, just. Uh, send us a send us a comment over on our Twitter page. That's movie yeah. underscore Sherpas. Uh, come make my phone go off in the middle of the night uh, on Facebook hey. at our Facebook uh, our Facebook group Movie Sherpas Podcast. Uh, ch- we are we are currently now active on all major podcasting platforms. Incredible, which is cool. From Spotify to Google Podcasts to Breaker, all of those different ones, and all of them in between. So you can find us yeah. everywhere. What I would love to do 
um, as much as we like to rate the films, if you have listened to this oh, yes. and you agree or disagree, I would love to hear it because I, I want to get to the point where we could do like, you know, um, we'll post the film that we've talked about or post it on the Twitter and maybe do like, I don't know how Twitter works really. I, I'm just saying words, but we could maybe do like a poll or something and compare mm-hmm. like viewer score to like what we're saying. Cause we might be way off the mark. I don't pretend, we don't pretend to speak for everyone. I, I hope it doesn't come off like that. Like oh, some of these films you guys might damn well hate. And some of the films that I, you know, empty my asshole on you guys probably hold very dear in near to your heart so like it's yeah. all it's all fair and know? we and we want those we 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 really want those interactions to kind of grow the the community and to kind of we would love we would love to be able to to compile actual data from from the listeners well, that would be cool if we could pull our, awesome. our listener group and actually get a an official sample size and then actually rate the movie you know, out of 10 Guggenheimans. It's a, again, it's yeah. a funny word. It's a funny word because we're idiots like that, but it's a true, I would love to get a community that, that picks up on the movies and watches them and will voluntarily rate them. So we could actually put a metric out there. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And it's not like for me, it's like, I wouldn't care if it was close to the number that we picked. I'm just like genuinely interested in what people yeah. think of these films good bad or indifferent like it just uh, is something that does interest me um mm-hmm. so yeah totally doesn't matter well we see will, you later uh, good we'll humans you. we will we will see y'all on the next one um i think the next one is i think the next, we're going to talk about uh the vigil on the next one i believe uh make sure you're checking out all the previous uh all the the previous episodes please for the love of god some of y'all out there make a different episode other than Descent into Darkness, the most downloaded episode. <laughs> y'all are scaring me, okay? Yeah. Genuinely. <laughs> I love you guys, here. but shit. Like, it's still, it's, we got, we're, we're at the end, when you're hearing this, we'll be at least 12 to 13 episodes deep, and it's still holding strong. It's still the that most just, downloaded yeah, episode. Uh, which damn is cool. Damn humans are all... I tent mean, rapers sh- fucking child eaters and shit like, yeah. i guess baby baby biters oh <laughs> uh, you um, guys want to be the baby biters if we have a patreon <laughs> i don't know i think that might already be a thing that isn't cool probably <laughs> like, yeah you're, you're most likely right anyway uh we'll check you guys on the next one nambler <laughs> 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 <laughs>